yesterday at Christmas Masses, I mentioned that we're really celebrating more than just Jesus' birthday. We're celebrating the Feast of the Incarnation, of God becoming man in our Christmas celebration. And when God chose to become a man, to take on our human nature, he could have simply assumed a human body for himself, made an adult male body, and walked into Galilee and begun his ministry there. And it would have worked. But he didn't do that. Instead, he chose to enter the world the same way all of us do, by being conceived in a mother, although miraculously in his situation, of course, since God is his father, but being born into the world and giving himself into the care of a human couple, of a mother and father. And as we hear in the gospel reading today, he was obedient to them. And think about that. God himself the maker of all, the way, the truth, and the life, the alpha and the omega, all goodness, all wisdom, an infant obedient to two parents who probably were only teenagers at the time. It's mind-boggling to think of what Jesus did in becoming a man and living as a child and growing up in the world the way we do. And by doing that, by giving himself into the care of Mary and Joseph, he blessed the family as the greatest school of all. And uh, Pope St. Paul VI told us that in a visit he made once to Nazareth, how he talked about the Holy Family as the wonderful school of Nazareth, that he wished he could go and visit and be with them and learn at the feet of Mary and Joseph. And in blessing them, he blessed all families. And I always like to remind parents, especially when they come in to have a baby baptized, to remember that your children will learn more from the two of you than they will learn from anybody else they meet in their lives. All the other people they meet combined will not shape them as much as the two of you will. You are their first teachers, and you need to be their best teachers in the faith. And to create a home for them where love is known and found and model our own families on that of the Holy Family to help it be a place where children learn the love of God, respect for one another, and each fulfilling our proper role. And so it's a wonderful opportunity for us to reflect upon our own families and know what we can do to try to make them stronger on today's Feast of the Holy Family. And I remember when I was newly ordained, a man told me something that I have never forgotten. He said to me, Father, the greatest gift a, man can give his, a father can give his children is to love their mother. And how true that is. And the reverse is also true. The greatest gift a mother can give her children is to love their father. That creates the most ideal foundation for raising children in a faithful and, and stable family. A mother and father who are still very much in love with each other. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to have fights once in a while. Yeah, that will happen. My parents are going to marry 63 years, and they still have their, squab their squabbles and everything once in a while. But they love each other very much, even in the midst of it all. And I realize what a strength that has been for me in my life, knowing that we grew up in a stable family. And sadly today, the loss of the family, the family structure and what we often would call the domestic church, the church, the, the faith community of, the, of each individ, every individual home. It is the loss of that that is causing so much troubles in our societies. All sorts of studies have shown that the areas where there's the most violence, where there's the most crime going on, are places where there are not the number of stable families that there should be. Sometimes, of course, there are situations that are unavoidable, and you know, we may have a single parent family, 
especially if one of the parents passes away, the other one has to try somehow to you know, double up the effort and or some situations, maybe a stepfather or a stepmother will step in and fulfill the role and it can work very well. But all of us, whatever our family situation is, whether we're a happily married couple or a single parent family or whatever it may be, knowing what we can do to try to be the best we can be so that as parents and as children, and even those of you with grandchildren, to make sure that we teach our children, first of all, to love the Lord and each know our place in a family as Jesus knew his place in the Holy Family. And of course, the, that dynamic is different for each family and each person. But there are so many things that we can do that we can say practically that all of us could do to try to spend more time with our families. First, I always recommend couples, even if you have young children. One of the mistakes I think I see a lot of couples making is they dote on their children with everything, and that's wonderful, being there for their children. You know, they take the children to their games and, and watch them all and all, everything else they do, and that's great. But when was the last time you went on a date on just the two of you? I remember as a boy, every Friday or Sunday, or Friday or Saturday, mom and dad would go out, and it was mom and dad's date night. And they would go out and leave us with a babysitter or our grandparents or whomever it may be. And it was their opportunity to go out and just strengthen the bond between the two of them. And we didn't regret it. We didn't feel like we were neglected because we were left at home once a week with a babysitter. In fact, I used to like it because it was the one day of the week that my older brother was actually nice to me because I could become his cohort in crime and picking on the babysitter. Didn't work with our grandmother, but yeah, when, when it was a teenage girl from the neighborhood, that was a different story. So no, the children are not being neglected. If you take time once in a while just for the two of you to go out to dinner and a movie or whatever it is that you like to do together, that's so important. And even for your grandchildren, the same thing. And build memories with your children, with each other that will strengthen you when the children leave and move out and you have the empty nest. That will strengthen your marriage then and will strengthen your children and even your grandchildren down the line. Sadly, I see we've lost so many traditions in our world. And we need to be creative and come up with new traditions to fit into the world we have. Of course... Our world today has completely lost the whole concept of Sunday as a day of rest, which is what it's meant to be. That's the second part of the third commandment, is that we avoid unnecessary labor. And sadly, it's become now the busiest shopping day of the week, and how many people are taking home you know, work from the office and getting it done then, or, or household chores, or mowing the yard, or whatever it may be um, on Sunday, rather than spending time together as a family. Spend time with your children. I remember... In one parish, I was in with a father and son who, every once in a while, I would see them uh, on a Sunday morning. Normally, they would be people at the noon mass, but sometimes they were at the 7.30, and I knew what was happening. I said, you got tickets to the jet game, don't you? He says, yeah. I said, good, go and root him in. I was so happy to see a father doing something with his son. And then other times, though, I had parents who wanted to do things with their children, but the children didn't want to do things with their parents children who are here. I know there's only a few of you here, but if your parents are making time for you and want to do things with you, consider yourself blessed. There are so many kids out there who say, I wish my father or my mother would show me some attention, but they're always too busy for me. So see it as a blessing if your parents want to spend time with you. Today, sit down and play with some of the toys or the games. Put them together. Make it quality time together. My mother and father, my mother especially, have done something with my nieces and nephew since they were old enough 
And every year, usually the Saturday before Christmas, um, she would invite them all over, and they'd help her bake her Christmas cookies. And they still did it last Saturday. My mother posted the picture online. And, of course, one of my nieces can't do it anymore because she's moved away to New Hampshire. You know, she's you know, grown now. But my other one, who the second one, who was a senior in college, was home. The other is a sophomore in college. They and my nephew, who was a senior in high school, they all came over and still made cookies with my mother. And they spent that quality time with their grandmother. And she's created a beautiful tradition that they look forward to. And hopefully one day they will continue in their family. And how many beautiful traditions we can look back on that say we used to have to spend with our children, with our grandchildren. Sadly, you know very well there are so many things that come in the way, that there are obstacles to being able to spend the time with our children, with our spouses, with our grandchildren that we'd like to. All the more that we need to make a more concerted effort to remember to restore the domestic church, the place where the, church, the family prays together, where the family, as the going says, play, prays together and stays together, but where children know the love of their parents even when they're grown, even when they have their own children and their parents are now the grandparents. Make time for our families. It is so important, my friends, to do so. And as important as it is to make money and do all the other things, make sure it's never at the extent of being there for your children. I remember one teenager once who said she was so upset that one year her father didn't even know what grade she was in in school. And the parents were married. It wasn't like he was you know, living on the other side of the country or something. Just so absorbed with everything else but not being there for their children. So parents, grandparents, be there for each other, first of all. Strengthen your marriage. And then be there, make time for your children, do things with them, constructive things that they will enjoy. And children, if your parents and your grandparents ask to spend time with you, consider that a great blessing and say yes to them. Because if we do that, we will give ourselves the greatest strength we can to resist all of the violence in the world that would pull us away from being families. And in that close-knit family, we will learn all of the lessons that Jesus learned at the feet of Mary and Joseph, the lessons that will keep us safe from all the harms in the world outside. And we'll truly be able to make our, our homes and families blessed, and we can be examples to others of how to restore the dignity and the peace in the world that we so desire by forming our own families in the image of the Holy Family of Nazareth. May Jesus Christ be praised, now and forever. Thank you for listening to this week's homily by Father Carosa. If you enjoyed this homily, please pass the word on to your friends and invite them to listen. For more materials from Father Carosa, please visit www.fathercarosa.com.